When you need your work truck to work as hard as you do, trust Delphi Technologies to deliver the parts built for the toughest work environments. From construction sites to long distance hauling, go with the aftermarket supplier known for its 100 plus years of OE heritage and expertise. Go to DelphiAftermarket.com today. Everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host Andrew Ross. Now, with me today are a couple of uh, genuine veterans of the industry. Now, these two folks uh, both have, or each have, uh, 50 years of experience at Auto Electric Service in Regina, Saskatchewan, which itself just celebrated a big 80th anniversary uh, in earlier this year. So. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, they're in good company, I guess, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a rarity for a lot of organizations to be 50 years old, never mind having two employees who are also, uh, you know, 50 years old, so, or 50 years old, who've been with the companies for 50 years. Uh, so yeah. with, me, <laughs> with me are Ken Kucherin. Uh, he's, he works on the order desk now, and, uh, but he's kind of done it all uh, at Auto Electric Service or a number of different branches. So we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. And uh, Sandy Goldsney, who's, Started there working with her dad in 1974 and inventory the old card system. Anybody remember that? Oh, you know, yes. changing, right? Uh, but, uh, and now, and, you know, I, I mean, now she's, she's, you know, helping a lot with uh, inventory, a lot of different things, but, uh, you know, there's more to that, as, as they say. There's a lot of, uh, you know, over careers of 50 years, you're bound to uh, uh, get your uh, hands into a lot of different things. So, well, welcome uh, to the podcast, Ken and uh, Sandy. Thank you. You're welcome. Nice to be here. Ah, great, great to see you both. Um, now, I'm going to just start with Ken. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, he's older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? There we go. Uh, and, and, you know, when you think back, I mean, 50 years ago, um, uh-huh. 1973, uh, <laughs> cars were different. Uh, the times were different. Mm-hmm. Um you know, what comes to mind in the beginning days that, that you think, geez, I can't believe we did that? Well, you know, it's, it's been the, quite a change. Like, the, you know, when you get to the 80s and 90s, a change in the automotive industry. Like, you know, from the old point condenser system to the electronic system as it progressed through the years was, was, was quite a change. And I got to admit, you know, the company... Uh, uh, kept up with the program, and I, I guess that's why we got jobs now. You know, it's keeping up with the progress of, of the industry, of the car industry. Well, I guess that that's a you know a, a kind of very good point for the aftermarket at large too. If, if uh-huh. it wasn't a, a very good at adapting to the changing times, exactly, you have to adapt to change. And personally, I myself have to adapt too. You know, to the changes. You know, like. You have to adapt to it. So yeah, yeah. Well, explain to me a little bit of some of the things that you had to do. Uh, you know, you mentioned the eighties and nineties. I mean, obviously, we you know, going from you know points and condensers to a little bit of electronic ignition, and then all the way up now. Of course, we've got you know, well past. I guess well, you is even kind of old school now, right? So. Well, the old school, and then I went. Uh, you know, you took some classes and stuff to get into the industry and stuff. And when I started there, it was just a. Uh, receiver shipping receiving and then got onto the counter is you you personally progressed as yourself and then at one time we had uh, uh a small engine department in in york that that's where i started and the fellow there he retired 
So they were looking for somebody to take that over. So I took that small engine department over for quite a few years and, and parsley there and parsley at the counter and progressed at it and, and uh, took some night classes on certain lines and products and, you know, like into, into the agricultural and heavy duty line. Took some night classes in that, and, you know, time, time sharing classes and stuff, but, which helped a lot to progress into the system. To know the system, right, right, and just to kind of learn. It sounds like it's been an yeah. ongoing goal to just you know, just keep learning as 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 the times and the yeah. change, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, but so- it was quite a change when 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 it got into the electronic end of it. It seemed to go move so fast, you know, like it was really a sped up situation till now, where it's, it's it is to- it's totally different system altogether. Mind you, we deal with a lot of the old stuff here with the points. And, and you know, we stock some of that product. But I remember, like, in, in the early days of the points and condenser, we'd, we'd have hundreds and hundreds of, of different numbers in that line. Whereas now, you know, we only keep one or two in, in the system. But you still got to keep that core for the old uh, inventory. So it's a little bit of a, the in, old, in, old lines. Yeah, yeah. In with the new, but never completely out with the old, right? That's that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Sandy, it was it was yeah. quite a change. Yeah. So Sandy, speaking of quite a change, I mean, uh, uh, you know, the notes I got was that you started working there alongside your dad with the in the inventory. Who was your dad? Tell me about your dad. Peter Gottslick. Okay. Okay. And, he and, was a, He started there in 1959. And he was an old school teacher and decided he wanted to do something else. And um, Mr. Raymond hired him, Fred Raymond, and he turned in to be the purchasing manager and there. And then he got me coming there to help at inventory time. And then when there was an opening in the card room, he asked if I would like to move into there. I said, sure. I love that. Keeping track of numbers stuff. Great. <laughs> and uh, so I, I came in and. It was wonderful. Like, gee, I we had each there was six, three ladies and my dad. Each lady had two big bins full of part numbers of cards. Every part number had a card. So, the moment somebody sold one of anything, you had to find that card. You had to write it down. You had post lost sales. You had to tally how many each month. It was a lot of hand work, hey. But uh, I loved it, and uh, then I said one time. In 1985, I mentioned it to Morley Wagner. He was a general manager then, I believe. I said, gee, you know, this place really needs a computer system. And he looked at me and he's kind of chuckled, hey. I didn't know it was already in the works. So <laughs> I was surprised when they came out that same year or the next year with a computer system. Now, that was a learning curve. That was all that. I mean, going from, uh, you know, a very, I mean, completely manual system for recording inventory um, to, uh, yeah, let me ask you a question. When, when, when the the computer system first came in, you had to start learning, uh, you know, obviously how to use it. Did you trust it? My dad didn't. (laughs) I did, but my dad didn't. He was old school. Can I mention something? Sure. Ken, can I mention something? I remember when Yorkton, when they told me to go into the order department, I had to come into Regina and meet with Sandy's dad, and he showed me how it worked here 
so I could do it in Yorkton. It was he was a nice fella, nice fella. Yeah, I don't think there was a rep that didn't like him. Very yeah. <laughs> very positive, very laughable guy too. Yeah, guy. easy going, easy going guy. Easy going guy, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, it's it's nice to it's it's that's a, that's a pretty nice thing to say. You know, uh, mm-hmm. good, good legacy to have have behind you. It is, yeah, yeah. So, Sandy, when you think about you know <laughs> the gulf between uh, the card system, where you know, uh, you know, pulling cards out and. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, actually, I, you know, I think, geez, it, it was a lot of work. You had to be on your toes, but you also, you know, it sounded like kind of a, a nice little department, you know, I mean, uh, the three oh, yeah. there and the desk, desk side by each and, uh, you know, being yeah. that, that company and probably a, a lot of conversation. I think now, you know, how much of that happens when people are buried in their computer screens, you know, so. Yes, we had a, a long table and my dad was at the head of the table and then another lady and I across. And another one at the far end. So yes, it was just all around. One wouldn't know anything that anything private. It was all out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly, you know, a little different now. When you look at what the systems that are in place now, uh, you know, which are some pretty sophisticated systems that kind of blow your mind just a little bit. Oh yes, really. Like you know, we had a computer system, and like a guy, I think it was six years ago, the last change. And boy, it's, to this day, I'm still learning stuff about it. Every time you take another step, there's another thing to learn. You know, like, oh, okay, it does that, right? Okay, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I mean, I think it, it, it's pretty much a, a, you know, a known fact that Auto Electric Service has been a pretty successful company in serving, you know, Southern Saskatchewan for for yes. a lot of decades now. Um, how, how, if at all, how is the, you know, the culture of the aftermarket, not necessarily just auto electric, the culture of the aftermarket changed in the 50 years both of you have been around? Or, 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 or are, is there some common ground there or is it like a really different thing? What do you think, Ken? Well, I don't think it's changed that much. Hmm. We're still into the, you know, we're strictly into the parts business, which we're supplying you know, the customers with quality product and stuff. So really it hasn't changed that much in, in as far as supply and demand, yeah. But uh, you know what has changed? That the customers demand more. Of well, they, they, they... We have to go out and get brooms, dustpans, mops, you know, bad garbage bags. There We want we have to be the next one-stop shop, yeah. you know, to keep them happy. And we do... We'll be right back after this. Did you know that Delphi Technologies is the only OE full-line fuel supplier? Go with the global aftermarket supplier with over 3,200 SKUs covering more than 280 million vehicles in operation and with parts tested in OE durability and reliability conditions to ensure a quality fit and performance. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com. Right. I mean, customers number one. Yep. You got to look after the customer, and, and you have to do a little extra work to do that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a competitive. Yeah. If you don't, somebody else will. That's right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge. It's a challenge that's keeping us in business. That's right. Yeah. 
Right, right. Well, I guess and I enjoy that challenge. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, they, they, you know, uh, uh, customers, you know, they, they want to rely on you know fewer and fewer suppliers to to fill all of their needs, right? So if you if that means right. getting them a shovel or a broom or whatever, then yeah. I guess you're in the shovel and broom business too. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, everything. No, I mean we've got we're looking ahead at, at you know aside from the massive technological changes that uh, we've already seen in the past, but we're looking toward you know in the near future and now, but but increasingly, probably the biggest technological revolution in the vehicle front, um, and maybe even you know beyond that, uh, in, in certainly that I've I've known with electric vehicles and connected mm-hmm. technologies and all that. I mean what. What do you think when you look ahead at that and, and uh, how the aftermarket should be kind of reacting to it and, and preparing for it? I mean, whatever you might have views on that. Well, you know, like even in the early like seven or 80s and stuff, when it started changing electronic, you had to adapt to that, too. You know, so I can see like electric vehicles, like everybody will have to adapt to it. It's 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 just another progress in the industry. The way that goes, yeah. You're not concerned um, about the aftermarket's ability to make those uh, adaptations and adjustments. No, I don't think so. If, if uh, you know, you get a reliable company, I think they can handle it. Yeah, auto electric for one. Yes, yes. They've done it. it so far. They've done it for eighty years, and <laughs> hey, they kept me and kept me in a job for fifty years. So I think they're you, doing a pretty good job. Not to get it too personal, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's wonderful. If you look back, you don't think of that as you're working through the years. You know, oh. you know, like like I was on the road uh, for about sixteen years out of Yorkton there and traveling to Manitoba and stuff. And you know when you know it was progressing. Uh, that's a time when uh, the uh, the industry was progressing, and you could see which ones adapted to it and which ones didn't. And they didn't last long. They could not keep up to the progress. But you get the aggressive ones. They kept up to the industry, to the uh, technology and stuff. And and they're in business. You know that's what kept them in business. Exactly. And us too, and us too, because we supply them. And you too, yeah. I guess you know. Right. I mean, it sounds like there's kind of a two-ended sort of challenge there. Obviously, for you know organizations like Auto Electric Service to continue to adapt, and and the folks who work there. I mean, it's not a you know Ooh, there's yeah. organizations, but the organization is people, right? But also your customers, and to keep an eye out for those organ yeah. those customers. It's, who it's we're making believe. It's always a learning pro- uh, learning progress. Yes, it is. It's a good challenge. Keeps yeah. a guy young. Yeah, it keeps your mind. <laughs> keeps you thinking. Exactly. Keeps your brain working. Alive, right. Keeps you. Keeps you. Keeps you active and alive. You know. Keeps your oh, brain. That's yeah. right. So for for um, yeah, just a, a recent podcast I, I I had with one of our contributors. You know, uh, was talking. He he talked a little bit about how when some of those changes happened in the through the eighties and the nineties, you know, a lot of uh, uh, you know, technicians and shop owners just were like, oh, that's enough. You know, I'm hanging my, yeah. head, closing up my toolbox. Yeah. I'm done. Do you remember those yeah. days? Yes, oh, sir. yeah. Yeah. I remember those exactly what you're saying. Yeah. There were so many. They just, they, just, they couldn't uh, handle the progress, you know, in the industry. No, they sure couldn't. They, all of a sudden, you just see them buying less and less and less until they were gone. 
and then all the returns coming back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm they there. have to. Uh, and I think another thing with the industry in those years, like you get the small shop, I guess they could not keep up to the system where they had to buy, they had to spend money mm -hmm. to make money. You know, they had to buy different equipment to keep the business running. And a lot of them, I guess, they just says, no, I can't afford. And they just pulled a pin and says, no, that's not for me. But Boy, those that, who did. That sounds familiar. Boy, even yeah. right now, you know, there's a, the same yeah. concerns. It's the same concerns are being expressed, you know, now. Yeah. Uh, with yeah, the, you gotta you gotta be into it if you want to succeed. Yeah, that's true. Right, right, right. Yeah, I guess you had to buy the sun scopes and all those things. You know, <laughs> that was a big chunk of change for these little shops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they were they were and they were you know impressive. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big piece of hardware, right? And that's really, right. Yeah, very small screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, again, you know, a critical piece of equipment to help uh, do the job and and uh, continue to grow into the vehicles that were coming in the bays. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, at the risk of, uh, you know, beating a dead horse, uh, you know, this just sounds all so familiar. I mean, these are the conversations we have about, you know, the, the EV revolution and the ADAS and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. other other technological changes that are really putting some investment pressure on the shops to to yeah. adapt right and and, uh, yeah. and it's not only that but you get like uh, like for instance like auto electric they had to increase their inventory by a lot to keep up with all this technology and stuff you know you get all the sensors extra extra part numbers and all that. like in 80s or 70s 80s uh for instance uh, a gm car you needed only one alternator on the shelf but now with the technology, same, you know, one car could take four or five different alternators. Yeah. So, you know, the you know, you had to keep up with uh, with the demand on that. Yeah, that's just, that's and of course, increase inventory by a lot of a lot. Of. Yeah, I remember the first time our inventory reached a million dollars in Regina. I went home and told my dad. He couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> now we're at five, coming to six. Yeah, you know, like really. Yeah, I mean, parts proliferation has been, you know, uh, uh, like a, just an explosion, uh, you know, over the, the yeah, you know, it's trying to keep up because you've got customers still asking for product that's 25, 30 years old. And then the new stuff coming out. Where do you draw the line? You don't you can't you can't yeah. just say, no, I'm not going to get that for you. Right. Because you lose a good customer. But you get a lot of them, uh, you know, when they're into the older stock, older stuff already like say in the 60s 50s or whatever i think they most of them understand like hey you're not gonna have that so they will till you find it for them they will wait for it because they know that uh what's what's happening with the industry and all that so yeah there's a we've got a customer that fixes all older vehicles it seems and uh, we have to stock it for him or a branch does that's, that's always an interesting point to me, too, because we, you know, I think, uh, you know, when we think about the future, we think about the future vehicles, but, you know, the aftermarket is, uh, you know, in a kind of a wonderful position where, yes, we'll have to fix the somewhat newer vehicles. I mean, not many of them right away, you know, but all the old ones are still on the road, too. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Very yeah. true. And, and of course, you got to keep inventory for that too. You know, so. Yeah, got to keep inventory. You know what? I parked beside a Dodge Intrepid yesterday. 
<laughs> it was in great shape. It had a little scuff on the bumper, but it was in great shape. The interior had a little bit of that kind of plastic corrosion, but other than that, it was clean. Yeah. Next is somebody's yeah, baby, yeah. you know, and and uh, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> obviously, I make shell parts for those too. <laughs> what year was that? The, the Dodge Intrepid. <laughs> what year was it, though? Oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, but it, those are going back. Those are, uh, you know, yeah. You say, well, when we've got a customer that still fixes those. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, you know, they were they were a favorite of the aftermarket, shall we say? Uh, no, no disrespect to our friends at uh, uh, Dodge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of like the neon. Yeah, so, you know, looking ahead, you know, to be successful um, as a, I'm going to ask you to be successful as an aftermarket distribution professional, such as you two. What does you know? I'm going to say a, a 23 year old Andrew Ross. <laughs> need to pay attention to. Oh, well, I coming would... into the market, coming into the cities. Okay, you have to have an open mind first of all. Yeah. You have to learn as much as you can. Yeah, you got to be yeah. aggressive. You got to yeah. be. You got to be aggressive at you know yeah. and learn. A good learner. Yep. Not afraid to take criticism. That's for sure. And work on that. Build from there and you'll do well. Like, I still remember the first mistakes I made. And I never did them again. You know? <laughs> and that's what you've got to learn from. It's it's, made, it's it's a good it's a learning curve, like I said before. And you can't not say, I'm not going to do that. You know, you'd have to do that if you want to stay in the business. That's awesome. Ken and Sandy, this has been great. I mean, uh, you know, it's good to hear both of you are so well implanted on the learning curve. I think that's what impressing me most uh, well into, uh, as we were kind of half joking, the midpoint of your careers after 50 years at Auto Electric Service. Um, I should <laughs> that's actually a, an amazing uh, uh, testament to both uh, the professionalism of you two, as well as the environment that Auto Electric Service has, has, uh, has to make it possible. And, That's right. and uh, to have folks willing to stay for, for uh, careers like that. So uh, good on you and, and good on, uh, I guess, a succession, generations of, uh, of uh, management and culture builders at Auto Electric Service. Uh, lessons for all, I think, in, in distribution and a few lessons in here for folks who are looking ahead at the technological changes coming and are maybe a little bit unsure about uh, how to approach them. I mean, it's, you got to dig in and... <laughs> Yeah. Hold on, I guess. <laughs> Dig in and keep going. That's it. Yeah, it's, time sure flew by. Like I yes. just now, I'm just thinking. Like day that the day I started, I walked in the door for the for the job, and it just seemed like yesterday. Mm -hmm. The time fly. <laughs> Two. Must be having fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thanks both. Thanks everybody for joining us on the podcast. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember. Uh, if you haven't done so already, visit righttorepair.ca and uh, look at the tools available there to become a grassroots champion, to talk to your local elected officials uh, and your customers about how important that is for the continued choices of consumers and where they get their vehicle service. That's all for me, Andrew Ross. Thanks for joining the podcast. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. 
listening to the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast, brought to you by the publishers of Indie Garage and Jobber Nation. Connect with us online at indiegarage.ca and jobbernation.ca, a brand of chat integrated media. Pothole damage to a vehicle's chassis is always a concern, no matter the size or time of year. If the worst does happen, you can count on Delphi Technologies steering and suspension parts to get your customers back on the road again. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com.